should we be scared of AI? And if we should, should we be scared of the things that people say we should be scared of about it? Or should we be scared of different things? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, AI optimist, and with me as always is my repugnantly realistic co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, filmmaker, author, and very real, fleshy human. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something a human would say. Exactly. <laughs> Super authentic humanoid here. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, your, your name? Can you say it? I forget. Search Nathan. <laughs> well, today we are discussing whether or not we should be afraid of AI, or at least Nathan AI. Um, <laughs> but first, Nathan, if people enjoy our discussion and want to engage with more of our content and meet fellow overthinkers like themselves, where should they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and they can send us all of their love and hate mail there. They can also go to our online private Facebook group called The Overthinkers, where there's over 15,000 of overthinkers just like you talking about all the fun stuff we talk about here and posting tums, tums, tons of interesting and intellectual memes. Uh, if you do enjoy the podcast, you can uh, leave us a review and share with a friend. It really does help us so very much. And I'm reminded, as I just loved many of those scripted things that I've said often, <laughs> that that is human error. And that I will probably be replaced on this podcast by an AI any day now who will say these things perfectly. We absolutely should do like an episode that we just feed like, you know, AI our content and get them to write an episode for us. Yes. But we should just script. Yeah. Script out an entire episode from AI and see if you guys notice. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That would be a lot of fun. Well, we'll figure out maybe for fun one of these days. Maybe a bonus yeah. episode of some kind. And if you guess which one it is, you get the prize, and it's a yeah. secret prize. Exactly. You get spared by our AI overlords. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, well, anyway, um, yeah, everybody, we'd love for you to give us a review and, and share around. We really do. Uh, we're excited about it. Hopefully, um, you enjoy our discussion. Uh, so, yeah, Nathan, are you ready to get started? I'm ready. Cool. All right. And pulling up the notes. Here we go. AI doesn't need notes. They are the notes. <laughs> Human weakness right here. <laughs> According to IBM.com, artificial intelligence leverages computers and machines to mimic the problem-solving and decision-making capabilities of the human mind. Long the domain of nerds and science fiction, everyone today is talking about AI. With the introduction of ChatGBT giving ordinary people access to seeing in real time how AI can recreate and impersonate full essays and school papers and even fully written scripts, the average Joe, giant corporations, talking heads on podcasts, and everybody else under the sun is speculating about what this will mean for the future. According to CNBC researcher Jeffrey Hinton, known as the godfather of AI, he said he left his post at Google citing concerns over potential threats from AI development. Google CEO Sundar Pichai talked last month about AI's, um, or talked before about AI's black box problem, where even its developers don't always understand how the technology actually works. Among other concerns, AI systems left unchecked can spread disinformation, allow companies to hoard users' personal data without their knowledge, which is happening already, uh, exhibit discriminatory bias, or see countless human jobs machines. 
the writers and actors strikes in Hollywood right now were in large part because studios were already admitting that they planned to replace actors and writers with AI. These fears are justified, according to Suresh uh, Brown, university computer science professor who researches fairness and bias in tech systems, hence his co-authoring of the Biden administration's A Blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights. But worries to go beyond that, as exhibited in uh, for the Forbes piece, should we be afraid of AI? Because people are afraid of AI becoming so intelligent that it can outsmart and rule over or destroy humans. Others are less scared of AI, like entrepreneur Peter Thiel, who argued that people who are afraid of being replaced by machines completely don't understand what AI intelligence is, that there were, and that there will always be ways that humans are unique because AI intelligence isn't actually human intelligence. Arthur Brooks made the point that because, in an interview with Jonathan Haidt, that every time a new technology exists, people swing wildly between utopian and dystopian visions, but it typically settle, settles somewhere in the middle. So Nathan, are you scared of AI? What have you seen that informs your view of how scared or not scared we should be about it? And do you think that when people are scared of it, that they're scared of the right things, or should they be more scared of other aspects of it? Okay, this is interesting. Um... So this is something that's all of a sudden we, we've been conceptualizing and think about this in novels and TV shows and movies and, and video games for a long time. Even since like the 60s, we've been talking yeah. about AI. But all of a sudden, it feels like within a month like, or just maybe a few months, it has been shoved to the forefront. I think particularly with the um, the release of ChatGPT publicly. Yep. Um, but all of a sudden, I think this is now kind of in the public's purview and, and eye because I think we are now seeing its capability and its real world application and existence and how it's yeah. going to affect our lives. Like just yeah. personally as an actor, um, I'm currently, my, my, my union is currently on strike because of what, as you pointed out, one of the major issues being that the studios have been and have voiced intentions to uh, replace actors with artificial intelligence. You know, the more particularly what they mean by that is they will take a scan of your face and body and then use it in perpetuity without paying you mm -hmm. um, forever. And so you could see the same extra in 17 different movies and you only ever got paid once. So that that's a big thing. And even when you, you know, you go on TikTok, you see these people who are able to emulate people like Tom Cruise almost perfectly. Mm -hmm. And so if you have things like that, you can just continually use someone's likeness. Um, you can use someone's voice. You can even, you know, write in someone's style. And so that, that, that is threatening the entertainment industry and the people who work here and do that. So this is a very, all of a sudden it felt very real to a lot of people, myself yeah. included. And so I think that we're talking about this right now. And I imagine that we're going to see some great movies, TV shows and books <laughs> even better about what's going to happen within the future. And so I want to spend a little time on what we think, just our, our predictions and projections. Yeah. Um, Cause we're kind of at the very beginning of this, um, what the world might look like maybe 10 years down the line, um, as far as artificial intelligence goes, you know, I tend to not fall on the side that robots are going to be the evil overlords okay. um, for, for the main reason that uh, robots don't have will. Uh, they okay. don't have an independent will. And you, if you look at all of human history, all the wars we've had, all the, all the terrible things we've done, all the conquest we've enacted, um, it comes from this very human um, desire to rule over, to, um, to hold, to order, to uh, uh, conquer. And that is something I don't, that I think lives specifically within the human spirit, the mm -hmm. human psyche. Um, and I don't see, a, 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 you would have to show me uh, otherwise, I'm, not, I'm by no means a techie person, but I, I don't believe that exists within um, just cold hard technology. I don't think technology has a will. It might have 
capacity, but it doesn't have will. So yeah. I don't tend to go towards this. So I don't think there's nothing to be worried about, though. So while I don't think that you're going to wake up to a police day full of robots tomorrow, or at least one that is controlled by robots, yeah. I do think that there is very real worries and changes that will come with the presence of AI in our world. Um, so, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the Overthinkers um, Facebook page, and we got some great comments from um, some of the people there. My kind of where, what I see AI doing, I say in the next 10 years, is making a lot of our jobs obsolete. Right? As mm -hmm. I just uh, told you and kind of displayed, my job as an actor, I, I kind of thought that was going to be, oh, no, you know, you can't automate acting. That's it. No, right. apparently you can. And so <laughs> I think a lot of our jobs, more jobs than we probably would have realized will be automated. They're already talking right now. You know, the number one employer of yeah. young in the world, the number one job in, in the U.S. is truck driving. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a pretty good financially stable job. Um, but they're already talking about right now, a, a lot of companies that you can that are publicly traded are already talking about replacing human um, driving with artificial intelligence driving. Right. It's safer. It's more um, you don't have to pull over for brakes. Um, they can they can drive all night, you know, especially with the um, uh, the, the rise in, in electric cars. So there's almost no um, yeah. money and you save a lot of money by just having a computer drive the truck. And so that's crazy. And to think about the number one employee, what happens when you have yeah. um, just an endless amount of young men without jobs? Yeah. Uh, who, uh, almost immediately who have been, yeah. have been trained. And then but I think that's going to happen in a lot of different areas. And so I think we're yeah. moving towards is a, a lot of our jobs getting taken over. So th that is one um, that's one thing I believe will we will start seeing happen. And, and I believe it'll happen kind of not. And then all of a sudden, very quickly. Yeah, uh, we've all been to the McDonald's now that it's pretty much entirely automated. Yeah, um, at least as, as far as ordering what happens when it gets to actually cooking and delivering the food. You know, there's yeah. a coffee shop in New York that is entirely employeeless. The only employees they have are just there to um, make, make sure the Exactly. Maintenance machines. Yeah. And so it's interesting to watch. I think it started to slowly happen, but I think it'll happen very quickly. So that's one thing I think will happen. And I think there's a danger in having a lot of people who do not feel purposeful, who are not working yep. um, and who are without options as far as work. Now, maybe on the flip side, the good news is I do think that AI will make the world more comfortable. It will uh, make a lot of things more automated, which means a lot cheaper, which means there's going to be more housing. There's going to be more uh, health care. Mm -hmm. There's going to be more medicine. Even the advancements that AI has helped in medicine is going to make it cheaper and more accessible to a lot of people. Um, and so I think that a lot of the issues we're seeing today um, will be more or less solved. And we've talked about this before, how technically the world is better than it ever has been, yep. but we worse. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Why is that? And so I think that's just going to be um, kind of exaggerated with the rise of AI. Things will only get better when you have computers automating everything and you eliminate human error. But you're also going to have to deal with the humans that now feel obsolete. And yeah. that's a, you know one of the biggest predictors of suicide or depression yeah. are people who don't feel meaningful and people who don't have feel that they add anything yeah. to the world. And so if you have an entire society where that's taking place, I think that's the thing to worry about. Yeah, I think the movie... Wally captured it very well. Oh, uh, perfect! Yeah, uh, some of it, you know, it, the it wasn't that the robots wiped out humans; that made them obsolete, and they and so yeah, I won't give away the ending and such. But I think that's really the worry for me is what do humans do when there's nothing else to do? Even if the war, even if everyone is housed, even if everyone yeah. is fed, um, what happens when all of those people who are housed and fed do not feel meaningful and do not have any meaningful work 
in the world, yeah. especially when we know that contributes so heavily to suicide, depression, um, yeah. and uh, isolation. So that's really what I think we ought to be worrying about, not so much the, the overlords. That, yeah. Those are some of my predictions about what's going to happen in the next 10 years. So how about you? What, what do you foresee? Why is this important to talk about? And what do you foresee happening in the next while? Yeah, I think I think you make a couple of good points, because oftentimes where people go wrong in their fear, I think, is exactly what you said, which is that, um, you know, philosophers and and AI kind of experts debate about the nature of human intelligence and whether or not robots are 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 real intelligence, the way that human beings have real intelligence, whether or not. You know, we had a whole episode, are, are robots people, are persons? You know, it's like whether or not there's person or whether or not there's will, what's the difference and stuff like that. But in in practical terms, you know, it's AI is a technology. It is. And what we have seen in the past, and what, one thing that scares people about AI is it feels so different from anything that we've had before that it says this can completely change the world. But typically yeah. when we have new technologies that are like life-changing technologies, as Arthur Brooks said, usually it doesn't, you know, change everything, but it changes enough things. Um, and we have, you know, like the, the invention of the telephone. People first said, it's going to cause world peace. <laughs> or, and then it was like, no, it's going to destroy the world. And it's like, no, it's just made it easier for people to live farther apart, which has both benefits and costs. And- yeah. I think that the best way to think about the AI revolution is in the same way that you think about the agricultural revolution and the industrial revolution, in which it creates seismic changes to our society that are both good and bad. You know, you can call me naive. I don't think the human beings can technically actually be replaced by AI, partly like you said, we, they don't have will and consciousness. I think that that is something that's separate and different. But like you said, so many things that humans can do will be replaced like you know the self-driving cars like you know certain labor like like um what you call it making calculations and doing labor are going to be two big things that it can do um that we're not going to need humans to do anymore except insofar as we maintain the machines direct and maintain the machines and so just like when you know people moved from farms to cities because the industrial revolution meant we needed fewer people on farms in order to feed which is basically what's happening we're going to need fewer people you know um working on the machines because we got the machines taken care of it we need a couple people to maintain the machines we need fewer of those people doing that it meant that human beings had to shift what they did from an agricultural economy to like a service economy which meant a whole bunch of people who weren't able to get their skills replaced, you know, soon enough became a victim of the market. Like they, they went all yeah. went on unemployment. They all went on, you know, on, on, on other, on other things. And so like you had a huge amount of our politics in America during the early 20th century was built around farmers saying, Hey, government protect us from the fact that we're all going to become destitute because, of, um, and, and, and again, like, like people don't realize how much a big part that was of our politics. So I think the big thing is, I think it is possible for human beings, once AI comes in, to move to different jobs and for and that also find meaning. But that's going to take a lot longer than we have for there being a yeah. lot of people on unemployment. That gap between, you know, people finding different, you know, jobs to do is going to 
you know, be so much many people just not having jobs. So to your point, like you said, the labor, labor and and calculation jobs almost completely replaced by AI just need some people to maintain those things. So all those people out of work. And like you said, disproportionately, the what's being replaced is stuff that's done by men. And of course, we know that having um, bands of young men who don't have anything to do and are frustrated because year. they can't get anywhere in the world and therefore can't find women who want to marry them tend to become violent. And so yeah. that's a really bad thing for society, even if we didn't care about just the people who are out of work. The other aspect of it is kind of, you know, as you alluded to, is the fact that, um, you know, you're you're going to have a lot more people who don't have meaning in their lives, therefore wanting to kill themselves. And, you know, very tragically, um, where I also would want to add is in the is in the um, the area of public trust, because yeah. we're going to it's going to be impossible to prove to somebody somebody has or has not done something based on audio or video evidence that will be mm-hmm. completely useless as a yeah. uh, like so much what we rely upon to yeah, say oh about that we is like oh well we have him on tape saying x can you imagine i mean just like the nixon tapes during an era of ai it, you, you just say well that wasn't have me. so much doubt on everything yeah. And so what I see is, and as somebody pointed this out on the Overthinkers Facebook page, an increase of tribalism, an increase also yeah. in the ideological tribalism, ideolo- ideological tribalism. It's like, well, I don't believe that my guy did that, you know, is that like, yeah. and, and people denying, just denying that and nobody able to prove otherwise. But also what that's going to increase is it's going to increase the value of in-person human um, credibility of just yeah. like, of just being like, my word is my bond and my honor, and I'm going to trust this person, and I'm going to stake my reputation okay. in person on this. So, in in a sense, it's going to reestablish the um, importance of in person human communication in the same way that, again, we've seen that you know, uh, creating a world where we don't need to be around each other has increased the need to actually just have human community uh, in person. It's only going to increase that what we talked about in our success episode, localizing your life, localizing the people you trust, localizing where you find meaning and who you find meaning with. That's going to increase the importance of that. So the question is, will we swing back into making our worlds more local just because those are more reliable and we find those more meaningful? Or will we just spiral into a kind of, um, you know, kind of oblivion uh, of of where basically in a sense upper classes become managers of the AI um and lower classes have nothing to do yeah that's interesting you know my my gut tells me that humans are really creative and yeah. in every single time in history like you mentioned the different revolutions just in the past um you know a few hundred years we have adapted and become creative and found ways to be useful yeah. and invent and think and uh, create um, even with uh, the replacement of many of the things that we, yeah. that, uh, of our jobs, um, purposes, all of that, you know, like you mentioned the farming, much, much of the farming um, that was replaced came as a result of sprinkler systems, of tractors, yeah. electricity. Yeah. No longer, you didn't have to plow the fields manually with, you know, either take a month to do it or need, you know, 50 guys. You need one tractor that pulled the trailer that plowed the fields in a day. Same with, you didn't have to water forever. And so, 
Um, but what people did is they went and found new things and yes. they found um, new uses for themselves. You know, during the Great Depression, um, or I think it might have been toward the end of the Great Depression, I can't remember which president ordered it, but it was a time in which you had way uh, a lot of people, specifically young guys, out of work. And that, and um, I don't know exactly know why, but they knew that the psychology would be bad for the country if these if these guys just sat around and did nothing. That that would be bad. There'd be more crime. There'd be more et cetera, et cetera. So what they end up doing is they sent a lot of them, like tons, like thousands, to just go dig holes. Right. Literally, <laughs> didn't, and they told them it was for a purpose. And I'm yeah. you might know more about the story. I just just a documentary I watched years ago, and so I'm, it's a little fuzzy. But where I remember the the main thrust of it was is that actually both it helped the economy get back on its feet because people were engaged again, were making money, felt yeah. useful, even though they were just digging holes. Now, they weren't told, I don't believe, that it was just a superfluous right. um, exercise. But literally, they would dig one hole and then say, now we need to fill it back in. And they would fill it back in. But then working together, the camaraderie they built, the yeah. money they earned, it did something to them. So I'm not suggesting that we go and do you uh, superfluous things. What I am saying that we will have to become creative yeah. as far as finding new things, not to keep ourselves busy, but to occupy our lives with purpose and meaning. Yeah. And you know, that that's another question. We didn't even talk about the creative side of yeah. this. Yes. We talked a little about the acting and such, but you know, now, you know, South Park a little while ago did an episode that was uh, partly written by AI. And yeah. you could tell it was written by AI, it became very stilted and silly yeah. and dumb um, and, and kind of impersonal. Um, yeah. It didn't have the mark of, of uh, humor that it had typically would um but ai only gets better in the very beginning so what happens um will is there this is a, a great question to kind of ask and wrestle with you know is there a point at which ai could write a banger pop song that we're all going to be singing and it wasn't written by a human is mm -hmm. ai and, and my general belief is yes i think that you will be able to write um a lot of the popular art with and, and create with ai but I still hold out that there is something uniquely human about it the is. mind, soul. Yeah. The greatest art will um, still have to come from human mind. The AI can only um, ever imitate, right. and it can imitate insofar as uh, to offer the most mediocre thing. So I think yeah. there will all be resurgence and appreciation for great art. And there will yeah. be, this was written by an actual human, and we will be able to tell, um, especially when you get to genres and um, appreciations that are of a higher level. And so I think that's, I think it'll actually push heart, uh, art higher because people are going to have to work harder. Artists are going to yep. have to work hard to prove that there's something uniquely human and beautiful about their art, as opposed to resting on the laurels of conformity um, that we already see existent within um, pop culture. So I think that's one thing that could happen. But all this to say is I think that humans will have to get creative. And I think yeah. they will yeah. about um, finding purpose, being creative, even when a lot of the things that they used to do and find purpose in are now gone. And so that's the one thing I think is great about humans. You also brought up, it's going to be a time in which we have to start um, looking and valuing ourselves for different things. Mm -hmm. And so I think the danger is, um, is empowerment. I think when you empower people, you go search and find um, and create new things and new ways to be useful in the world. Um, as we know, if we don't, if people don't have meaning, it's very, very bad. Yeah. And so, but I also think there could be a resurgence of religion. And I'll tell yes. you why, because like, I think um, that in in this kind of Western capitalistic um, um, mindset that a lot of us, uh, for better or for worse, have found our identity and our purpose in our work specifically. Yeah. And I think that's not necessarily bad. I think what we do should, you know, as an artist, I, I'm very proud. I have an identity as an actor and a writer. 
um, you know, that's the first thing I say about myself on the podcast. I tell you what I do. I tell you my work. <laughs> I'm proud of it. But I also think there could be a resurgence when a lot of the things that we have used to identify ourselves yep. and understand ourselves have disappeared, especially in a modern, a postmodern world where church is gone, family is gone um, for the most part. Uh, um, you will have to have some something mm-hmm. to give that identity and to give you value and, and purpose. Yeah. And so I think the one thing that AI could never replace is actually faith and religion, that there's something more because AI still exists in this world and this physicality in this time mm-hmm. in this yep. universe. But I think that the, one of the things that particularly like Christianity offers is um, the, the whole one phrase that I think is so beautiful. We are made in the image of God. So there's an intrinsic yep. value to us. So, no, so when we can't value ourselves based off of the work we do or the things we accomplish, we will have to turn to other things to find yep. our value. And I think that in, a, in, in a, an, an idea, a place that tells you you are intrinsically valuable um, because you are made in the image of God, I think that will suddenly be more um, uh, interesting to people who had previously been finding their identity somewhere else. But I, you know, so this is all very interesting, and and um, and I think it will shake up the world. And I think oh. that a lot of people will fight that because they don't want the world to be shaken. You know yeah. that. Um, uh, but I do think it's coming. But I think that we have to both, and I think we will as humans get creative. And that's the one yeah. beautiful thing about humans is that we are creative. So I think it will be a time of almost like birthing pains. It will be a new world, yeah. a new life, but we adapt. We were created by God to adapt. So I think that's what we're really going to start seeing happen. And is it good or bad? Should we should we fear it? It it just is what it is. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it regardless of how much we don't like it or do like it, it is what it is. But I do think there's hope at the end of this tunnel, yeah. especially in the person and the the creation and the in the mind and psychology of a creative um human yeah so that's kind of where i see this heading towards um but joseph do you think this is something we should worry about i mean again i think you'd be worried about specific things like is you know if you want to say okay i'm worried that this is going to create um you know and it's going to put a bunch of people out of work and it's going to create an upheaval that will at least temporarily cause social unrest of some kind or another you know yeah, I think that's that's a, a that's a good worry to have and say, okay, yeah, what ways can we figure out? Like, I don't think it would work today to fool everybody into thinking they're doing work that they're not actually doing. I think that I yeah. don't think you could pull that off, even if you did consider it ethical. Um, but I do think that we need to figure out as a society how do we make that transition easier for people? Because if we don't, there's gonna be a lot of suffering, unnecessary suffering down the road. So yeah. that's something that's worth being afraid of. I think. You know, it's worth being afraid of, you know, corporations using these things to take advantage of people, you know, and to oh. take advantage of workers and say, you know, like one of the, the writer strike things is that that they weren't afraid that they would entirely use AI to write something, but they would use AI to write a first draft that the humans would then put the human touch yeah. onto and things like that. So I think like, you know, the the arguments that are going on between unions and corporations are a good thing right now because it's like, okay, this is a danger that we can, you know, try to figure out how to navigate. If the fear is allowing you to figure out ways to take practical steps to make the world better than it could be, that fear is good. If it's, yeah. you know, useless fear based on I like, you know, just being afraid, then no, don't be afraid. Because, you know, as sort of again, like both in history, it was like every single technological feat. Again, we had the atomic bomb that was invented that was literally had the capability to like within a, you know, within a, you know, days time 
destroy the world, you know, if we decide to. Yeah. And that didn't destroy the world. And so I think that, you know, human beings are adaptable. And I don't think that an apocalyptic scenario is what people should be afraid of. And again, I think that, like you said, there's something intrinsic about human relationships, even just the knowledge of human relationships. There is a study that came out that I, I had, I grabbed the URL because, because that said that, you know, um, people liked porn less when they knew that it was AI instead of, and that's a, a, a crude example, but there is an intrinsic desire for real human relationships that people are going to have to at least pretend yeah. that matchers are real, even if they're not, because people won't want to watch movies if they don't think it's real. And yeah. the the kind of human connection that's, you're right, going to become actually a better commodity because it's like, I can't just draw something that imitates somebody else because an AI can do that. I have to add my own voice. The way that human beings are going to adapt to it are going to both be really healthy and amazing and really toxic, just like they have been in every other one. But that's the yeah. way human beings are. And that's the same fight that we've always had to make the world better based on technology and not worse. So I would just advise people to pray, to think about how in the real ways that that AI will or could affect their real you know, lives, how are they going to kind of work to make those things better and not worse? Yeah, you know, we thought the internet was going to, and it did. It got yeah. rid of so many jobs, internet. And lo and behold, you have humans doing amazingly creative things yeah. on the internet. The websites they do, the, the channels they host, the content they created. I know it did a lot of stupid stuff too, but they also gave rise and ability to do amazing yes. things that we that there's a big fear about. And yes. the fear was justified in that it did get rid of a lot of jobs that also created a lot of new purpose and yeah. ability for a lot of people. So yes, there are things to be scared of. Um, and but scared of maybe the wrong word. You mm -hmm. know, I look to my own faith that when Jesus says, "Fear not," you know, yeah. um, be with you. I think there are things that we will need to tackle and face head on. Yeah. I think we need to learn a new conceptualization of what is meaningful. Mm -hmm. You know, it, of course, I'm not advocating that we go dig holes and pretend it's meaningful, but I am, I do think that there might be a a reshuffling of mm -hmm. what we uh, conceptualize and define as purposeful. Mm -hmm. You know, for a long time, it's been about how much money you can make. But if you know, if in the future AI has made, um, you know, so people have more housing, healthcare, whatever, yeah, yeah. Might be, and that those things aren't as scarce a commodity, um, then it might be that money is less yeah. uh, valuable uh, as, as insofar yeah. as a, a defining factor yeah. in your life. And you might have to learn how to define yourself and your worth and your value and what you're doing in a new way, how it touches people, how it affects yeah. people. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, the only thing and that we could be scared of, and I want to touch on this just real quick, mm -hmm. that I think that uh, that we haven't, and I think we do need to talk about, is, and I'm reminded of the first Avengers, actually, and the, the Loki character who talks mm -hmm. about freedoms being taken away ah, sure. in, in, um, in placement of safety and security. Yeah. Um, and so you are the, made to be ruled. Exactly. In the end, and you AI, always I, kneel. And AI makes it very possible. Yeah. I don't think it's going to look like it, you know, an, um, what people think it will. People knocking yep. on your door with guns. But when you have the ability to um, to solve crime right. in a way that is uh, that AI can control, see, 
um, and even you're not even putting human like police on the sure. streets. Oh, look, if, 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 I mean, for example, this is a real world scenario. Um, if all like paper money was gotten rid of and all, you know, banking is digital, um, then, uh, people, and right now people are, you know, like shutting down bank accounts, you know, because, you know, for political reasons, like that can be a way that you can have a, you know, dystopian scenario without, you know, without, you know, robots knocking it on your door. You know, we already have the situation where, you know, people, you know, people can frame you because again, it's, you know, they can have your, your digital face, but also surveillance is everywhere. You know, we were talking about that in the early yeah. 2000s. Surveillance is everywhere. People know everything that you're doing. You know, uh, there's, uh, there's, yeah, you're right. So this is the other big thing. And, and some AI people I know talk about this, say like, we should be most scared of the fact that it's going to increase the power of bad actors to do bad things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's again, imagine, you know, in a, 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 a criminal being able to a plan through AI, the perfect heist, you know, from, from a silly, that's a silly example, but then governments who have the most money and the most ability to regulate machines. This is actually one of the things where they, some of the people were talking about, we need to put in a regulatory framework for, for, you know, for um, AI. It's like, okay, it's the old who watches the Watchmen problem. You know, um, the man. people who are, you know, who are regulating the AI, you know, um, what if we shouldn't be afraid of the AI being independent? We should be afraid of the fact that there are people maintaining the AI who want to move the dial just a little bit to... Well, not even just bad actors. I'd also add, even if it's technically for good um, yeah. result, it, it, it gets down crime or whatever. There will be an amount of freedom that yeah. people will be pressured to give up yeah. in service of, quote, safety and security. And that yeah. will be an interesting philosophical um, discussion that we will probably soon be having around everywhere. So it's whether we just, like it or not. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, just like England, you know, they had those discussions a while back when they added the CCTV everywhere. They demonstrably yeah. showed that if you put cameras everywhere, like there's almost like no street you can be on yep. in the city of London that isn't uh, being recorded, but they showed that there would be less crime because people knew they were being watched. And yeah. so you kind of get this, a little bit of the big brother thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going on which is interesting and that will be an interesting discussion to have so all this to say i think there are good things i think there are scary things and i think there are also um bad things but i think ultimately humans are creative and we are intrinsically valuable and this is something we can face and figure out as we head into it um but it's also something to be aware of and be cognizant of mm -hmm. not to yeah. just um uh assume that you can ride the way you were i think yeah. this will change the world and i think the more ready you are for that change we're prepared the more you've thought about this um, and, and your idea of value and your idea of who you are and your idea of freedom, I think that will be the, the best way to approach the next 10, 15, 20 years. Amen. All right. Well, this has been a fun discussion. Hope, uh, people have gotten something out of it that they haven't gotten other places. Um, now we're on to our blesses and curses of the week where we take a work of art, media, or resource, uh, on the topic we're talking about today and either recommend it, i.e. bless it or diss it, i.e. curse it. And sadly, there are so few uh, books and movies <laughs> on the topic of AI. I don't know how we'll ever, um, how we'll ever uh, come up with some to do. Um, but uh, Nathan, uh, you 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 put together a pretty good list before we started. So why don't you go I ahead? 
I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna bless one just for all my millennial kids who grew up on the Disney Channel out there. I'm gonna bless Smart House Boy. <laughs> Let me explain it to you if you if you haven't seen it. So yeah, I have it. Channel movie. Um, believe it or not, the main character was my pastor here in Los Angeles for a no. while when I first moved here years ago. Yeah, if that's not if, if that's not LA, I don't know what is. But it's basically about a house, an AI house, and this was made. Oh man, probably late '90s, um, early 2000s. But it was about a house that is totally automated to have personality, mm. basically like Siri ran a house. Yeah. It becomes evil, and the humans have to uh, to survive. The kids who are in the house have to fight back and you know do all the things so you know if you want a movie that displays the reality Weird. of the potential evil that ai could bring smart house is the movie but i'll also bless a couple other um adult movies uh real grown-up movies for you um oh man there, there's a lot here to bless i'm gonna bless her i blessed it before <laughs> the reason i like this is because most every other ai movie or future technology movie kind of focuses on what if robots all kill us yeah and they don't really take seriously the other implications of mm-hmm. uh, um aside from you know what if they all turn against us they don't they don't look into or explore these ideas of what it what future technology is particularly ai could look like in other areas of life yeah uh, that aren't quite so quote dramatic and you know her is about a man who falls in love essentially with siri the voice on his phone played by scarlett johansson um and, you know, it basically talks about basically Siri gets to a point where she's so advanced, she sounds human and, and can speak like a human. Right. And so this person forms a relationship with her. Yeah. And I'm not going to give away the ending or where they go with it, or where they talk about. But what I loved is that they actually explored a different yeah. um, consequence of technology um, that most other movies haven't. And I thought they did it in a really artistic and interesting way. And I thought they did one in and I thought they did it in a way again, I, no spoilers, Um but I thought they did it in a way that actually shows you the value of human mm. interaction. That that there's something about the human that can never be replaced. So it's interesting watch, and it'll also bring some comfort to you that you are valuable no matter how smart uh, AI gets. Um, I'm gonna bless a fun one. I Robot. It's a, mm. a fun one with Will Smith. Um, you know, running around uh, with robots and who have. Uh, it's it's basically a murder mystery. It's like a Law and Order, but right, a robot right, yeah. a murder. And so it it sends fear through the entire world because robots were programmed to not murder and a robot murdered are they now sending what's going on and so will smith has to go and figure out uh did the robot murder uh, you know what happened so it's just a fun it was basically on uh, based on isaac asimov um short uh short mm-hmm. story and so it's just a fun if you want to something a little lighter but more fun but really entertaining irobot's good and the last one is blade runner 2077 um 49 2049, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good with numbers. I'm not going to be that. I'm sorry I'm that guy. Sorry I'm that guy. <laughs> but I'll let the AI deal with the numbers. I'm fine if they take that from me. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, 2049, R- Ryan Gosling, uh, he's always great. But it, it asks some really interesting questions about what it means to be human. And it does so. It, listen, this is three hours. But it yes. does so. <laughs> a full and interestingly written script. Um that really gets to the heart of a lot of these what does it actually mean to be human questions. So I love that movie. I'm going to curse Ex Machina. I know that uh, yeah. our previous Kevin said it was the greatest sci-fi film. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree and say it's the worst. I'm kidding. It's not the worst. I'm sure there's worse out there. But um, Land 9 from Outer Space would like a word. Yes, exactly. To <laughs> be Ex Machina um, posed a lot. I didn't even pose a lot of questions. 
it seemed like it, an excuse to show a bunch of naked robots um, from a writer and director uh, who wrapped it in. This is an interesting concept and I have to do this for the art and the concept. And ultimately there was no concept or interesting insights into this. And it ultimately, it looked like that from the outside, but that was just the wrapping inside. It was just uh, I, someone who wanted to write a script with a lot of robots. Yeah. Naked. So yes. not, not my cup of tea. It, it was definitely one of those movies that was like that particular like film buff in college who wanted to really seem sophisticated, you know, would say was their favorite movie. Um, you know, yeah. uh, that 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 insufferable person that we all know. Um, but yeah, no, just uh, reciting uh, the t explaining to people what the Turing test is. Does not count uh, as a script. Does not does does not mean that you are actually just because you're reciting on somebody else's intelligent idea doesn't mean that you have an actual intelligent idea. <laughs> there wasn't. They didn't have any insight or new thoughts yeah. onto the thing, and so um, yeah, I, I just I went in really wanting to like it. Yeah, but I need to see Annihilation because everyone says Annihilation is fantastic. I think. It, I mean, I I think it gets better than Ex Machina, but I do think it has okay. some similar problems in terms of like. Oh, you ask an interesting question. Oh, are you going to go somewhere with that? All right. Well, never mind. Like, <laughs> we forgot uh, to about me, it, to me, it has, it's, it's, it's a certain, uh, certain, uh, that's how it strikes me, but I'd be interested in seeing your point of view on it. Um, yeah. So I, so I have to first give a very, uh, a big apology because I know I have certain fans, friends who are listening to this who are going to be disappointed. Um, I cannot put into my blessing curses, either the movie Megan or the TV show um, Mrs. Davis, because I have not finished either of them. <laughs> so, Wait, do people like Megan? I'll watch it. Oh yeah, people people say it, love it. People love it. So wow, okay. So I've I have not finished either of them, so I can't bless or curse them. So next time we do an AI thing, I will make sure I watch those before then, so I can include them in either blessings or curses. You're just trying to keep <laughs> some things to bless and curse because we're always trying to come up with new things. That's smart. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That Hopefully, you like one and dislike the other. That exactly. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Let's we'll call it that. And case yeah i i'll go i i will we mentioned this earlier i'll bless wally because i think it has one of the more realistic uh dystopian pictures of ai where it's just they make it so comfortable that we have nothing to do yeah good call. I think. um i'm also going to you know again it's i feel like bad blessing this just because it feels so like joseph servicey but also it is relevant to this i am going to bless the first iron man just because i think that actually that well, it's classic and it's a great movie, but also it does have one of the more realistic pictures of how AI and let's say the upper class of humans are going to interact with each other. Um, Is it's you're going to have the creative billionaire Tony Stark who knows how to use AI, his you know creation Jarvis, who he gives a personality and he gives a you know who can do all the calculations for him that he needs to, but can then direct it toward his creative end. And so that's actually how the elites, if you want to call them that, are going to interact with AI in a very, you know, simpatico way. And I think that that's yeah. got the best picture, actually, of what that future is going to look like for a certain class in 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 uh, Western life um, for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, good call. That's that's a great insight. Yeah, um, Jarvis. Way exactly, Jarvis. We're all going to have Jarvis. By the uh, way, no! the strength of New York, and I was like. <gasps> Hi, can I shake your hand? He's the nicest guy, the nicest AI robot you've ever met. <laughs> oh, 
I loved you in Iron Man and a Knight's Tale. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, curses, you know, um, I, 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 you know, mostly it's just, you know, uh, movies that are dumb that deal with AI. I mean, you know, I think I'm going to say both of the Tron movies, you know, I know people like the original one. You have some I, nerds coming for your third. I know, exactly. Oh, so. Come at me. You know, it's, it's. It was innovative visually for the time, but not ex- for the first one, but not aesthetically pleasing, innovative. And also the story and characters were like, as thin as the uh, technology that they were using. Uh, <laughs> and then the new one had good aesthetics, but again, the story and characters were just ridiculously thin and it didn't really ask any deep questions with it. It was like, look how good we can do on these visual effects, which to be fair, you know, for the time they did a, a remarkable job. I just don't think that the first one or the second one holds up. Um, in terms of, you know, either was it, you know, things that are, uh, are there other, oh, I mean, you know, you could do, I mean, Space Jam sequel was super dumb, but like that's, you know, it's just, you know, dumb for that reason. Um, but yeah, I think that those are kind of, it's it's just most of the time people do AI stuff, it's dumb and not, As not thoughtful. It's a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Should we make an AI movie i mean i i'm not opposed I all think, right like, guys if you want us to make an ai movie send us your letters and tell us to make one we will make one and also this is a good time to tell you that this entire episode has been ai <laughs> no you gonna believe that no i don't think anyone will believe it uh, way too much human error in here. I know, way too much human error, way too much human genius. And like, yeah, you there know, it is. personal <laughs> touch. Um, so yeah, anyway. Well, yeah, cool. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully, again, like you said, you got something out of this um, and uh, you got some uh, things to prompt your own thoughts. If you do have thoughts, things that you're scared of, things that we should be scared of that we didn't cover, let us know. Um, if you uh, also, you want to send us your love and hate mail, you can go to the overthinkersjournal.com or you can go to uh, our online Facebook group. We love having these discussions there. Uh, please so prompt some discussion there about this topic. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, Nathan, if people want to get in touch with you specifically and uh, see all of the amazing non-AI generated content that you have created, <laughs> where can they go? If if the humanoids out there, the real <laughs> fleshy bodied humanoids out there want to engage with the stuff I write and make and and film, you can go to uh, nathanclarkson.me or you can search me on the socials. Just search my name, Nathan Clarkson. I love hearing from all of you. And um, yeah, yeah, check it cool. out. You, all right. You, you can do the same with me as well. Uh, you can go to my website, josephholmstudios.com. You can go to me on any of the socials and also my regular column at religionunplugged.com. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it is worth overthinking about. Thank you.